Okay, so especially with the impending Thanksgiving holiday, there's one thing I'm trying to get to the bottom of here, Steve. Okay. Housemade versus homemade. <laughs> What's the difference? Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> all right. So, is it wait? Is it a compound word? As as in house house made homemade, or is are we saying house made two words, homemade one word? Okay, like good question. Hyphenated word, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, I got to thinking about it because I was uh, we were ordering some food from a wing joint, and it was like, oh, choose from one of our favorite uh, house made sauces. And oh, I was like, okay. So these are made in house. They're right. not made in home. And it's right, like, right, what is right. the yes. difference between a home and a house? <laughs> I think it's a it's house love. is just somewhere that you live. Yeah, but your home is where the love is, right? Yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah. So a house made sauce is maybe delicious, but it's cold and sterile. It's made without love, right. I think. You know, <laughs> you won't feel the warmth of your mother's hug. Yeah, for sure. but I'm also just kind of imagining, like, you know, you come home for the holiday or whatever. Your mom has cooked this huge feast, and she's like, "Oh, I made, I made homemade rolls for you, sweetie, your favorite." And you take a big bite out of one, and you're like, "Huh, tastes more like house made." If you ask oh, me. Oh shit! And your mom just starts crying. She knows what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I bought them at the store. <laughs> I made yeah. them without love. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can taste that for sure. I can Mom. feel it when I bought this roll. <laughs> so I got to know the difference. I got to come to a fine line right there because I don't want to go insulting somebody. No. I mean, no. or maybe it's the opposite. They're like, oh, this is our house, our house made salad dressing. And you take a bite and you're more like, if you ask me, it tastes like homemade salad oh, dressing. Oh, yeah, because somebody working in-house put a little love in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the newest hey. installment of Dead and Lovely, the food talkingest horror That's movie us. review podcast. I, we're all not going to stop talking food because I got a lot of food stories <laughs> coming Oh, up. dude. Uh-huh. It's a Thanksgiving episode. Of course, we're going to be talking yeah. about food. As well as Blood Rage, the subject of today's show. If you want to get straight on to the movie review portion, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. But before we get there, you got to hang out with your boy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve, a.k.a. Damn old Yankee Steve. I'm up north Yankee Steve. Yep, you're in the damn heart of Yankeeville, (laughs) Oregon. Oregon. (laughs) Exactly. Yankee Stronghold, Oregon. Exactly where you think of when you think of Yankees. <laughs> I can't think of much anywhere that's further away from Jefferson County, Tennessee. So That's a good point. That is I a can't good think of point. nowhere. You know? no, nowhere in the world is further from Jefferson County, Tennessee than Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm, that's right. So as far as I'm concerned, you just went and yankeed yourself, didn't no, you? Absolutely. I yankeed myself the whole way. So as you walk up and down the streets of Portland, do you just sing like "I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy" just uh-huh. up yep. and down, loud and proud? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm sticking feathers in my cap and calling them macaroni just for fun. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. People are like, that is not. It's not even close to macaroni. Like, what are you talking? That's listen, okay? Macaroni is a pasta. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, it is I'm, true. I'm pretty sure a feather in a cap is not that. <laughs> Listen, man, we're worried about you. <laughs> you. Yeah, you got some answering to do here. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> but nobody questions it because everybody else there is doing it because they're all Yankees, right? Absolutely. Everybody's uh, got a feather. <laughs> Portland, the city of feathers and caps. 
I imagine you just open your window and it's just this cacophony of people screaming Yankee Doodle Dandy oh. all at different parts of the song in different yeah. keys. It just oh, never Yankee ends. Doodle Yankee Doodle Dandy. Dandy. Yeah. <laughs> just all day, every day. Yep. That, listen, that has been my experience so far, and I have been here less than 48 hours. So That's not a long time, nope. man. You started your journey um, like... A few hours after we recorded the last episode. So. Okay, so all right, uh, let's this. I'm gonna begin the tale. Let kids sit down and let me tell you the tale of my journey across the country. I was hoping that it was gonna begin with a voiceover. The world has changed. The world you know? is a vampire. Okay, I need somebody. Any anybody out there who wants a writing prompt. Just go ahead and write that. Write the movie where the world actually is a vampire. Like, people are living on a, a world that's like, blah, I want to suck your blood. <laughs> Interesting. You know right. what? The entire planet as a vampire? Okay, it'd be tough because half of it would be dead, like, all the time from the sun is shining on it. 100%, yeah. I also, Isn't there a movie about... Oh, wait. Is there a vampire in Star Wars? Have we talked about this? Where there's, like, a vampire space planet vampire. or something? I think I don't so. Know. Maybe there is. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, uh, our original plan was to leave as soon as I edited the episode from last week and posted it and got everything ready to go. Uh, however, how and ever, we did not have everything packed in time, and we were packing and packing and packing, and it was getting later and later, and we were realizing, oh, we're going to have to leave tomorrow, but then... Emily also had a hard time that she had to be here. Like, a very specific date and time she had to be here to start her first had day Had a gerb work. to start, yeah. Yes. And so, because we were leaving a little later than we expected, and because, you know, anything could happen along the way, she thought, you know what? I am buying a plane ticket, and I am flying out. And I was like, that that's the best solution, obviously. So, uh... Emily flies out, um, or she, she, she is set to fly out, and we, uh, me and Anna and Salem, get in the car and head across the country. Now, our original plan was to go to Wisconsin, so Anna could see her family on our way to Portland, and we get, like, into Kentucky toward, you know, Ohio and Indianapolis, and it starts snowing a little bit. Sick. Uh, yes, and I'm like worried because we can't get delayed. You know, the worry is fuck. Like, what if we get stuck in a snowstorm? We can't move, whatever. And then it starts getting a little bit heavier, and we get into Indianapolis, all, almost into Indianapolis, and uh, fishtail on some ice. Oh shit! Scary. So we stop. We've been driving for five and a half hours or so we stop um get a hotel room and come to the conclusion that fuck guess we're not gonna be able to go the route we were gonna go because we looked at the the weather and you know snow's not necessarily the problem but fresh snow is a is an issue because like the roads haven't been salted and stuff and that was kind of the situation here where the roads just weren't prepared for snow that evening and a lot of the places we were going had some forecasts for snow, so we had to alternate the route. Um, 
Now, at this point in the trip, let me ask you, was your salt beef sundries holding out? Oh, goodness. We had not got on the Oregon Trail yet, but our rations were um, are pretty meager at certain points along the mm. way, and I'll get into it. But uh, no one died of dysentery, though, so we're fine. I was bitten by three snakes, but it worked out okay. <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> same time. They were all they were hanging out, and they were like, oh, got a bite. Great. The gang. <laughs> gang of snakes one of them did have a switchblade so i think he was a dirtbag gang of snakes is a sick hardcore it really is gang of snakes i'd go see gang of snakes and probably lose a tooth or something we're gang of snakes open up this pit it just works absolutely so yeah um that night of course i was uh i was very anxious because uh one thing that almost happened was we almost wrecked right uh it was like holy shit this would uh, um, that would have been terrible. So I'm worried. It, it really was like real hard to get any sort of sleep that night. Finally got a little bit of sleep, but in the morning it was just like, I am dead. <laughs> like I felt like pure death, but we, we, uh, alternated our route to try to avoid snow. And we went through, um, you know, bo- bottom part of the uh, Illinois through Missouri down to Oklahoma to uh, oh the things you must have seen <laughs> nothing yeah 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 the most like hideous uh, <laughs> like uninteresting areas is what we saw um, we get down to Oklahoma and uh, stop in Tulsa uh, along the way taking a, a toll road that <laughs> I mistakenly uh, did not stop for gas at one point when i should have now we didn't run out of gas but i was sure anxious as fuck that we were going to <laughs> like Dig there it. were only like three stops on this entire toll road and it was like 80 miles per hour just fucking flooring it and i'm i'm looking at the the uh gas gauge just go further and further down and waiting for any sign of an exit because i'm not just saying there's only three gas stations there's only like three exits only three ways of getting off ever wow so you're just driving forever anyway uh that night also uh not great sleep because for some fucking reason and i i don't know if anybody else has experienced this we didn't put the do not disturb thing on the door and we got a knock at 9 30 in the goddamn morning I hate this. Dude, it happens whenever I travel and stuff, and I forget to do the same thing. And it's like, dude, you know people are traveling. Like, right. Not everybody is like waking up in a hotel room to go clock in at the office at 8 a.m. Now, Tulsa in the middle of November is not a tourist destination. Like, right. Well, <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> I think you should have to request the early morning check-in. Absolutely. Like the default should be, leave me the fuck alone. 100%. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, that's it seems like not a problem, but if I get woken up, I just can't fall back asleep. Uh, my, my sleep issues were a major issue on this entire trip where Damn. Uh, like, I can't sleep in a moving car, so I, I have to... I basically just have to drive. In my head, I have to drive because... I can't sleep in a moving car. Otherwise, I'm just getting bored. If I'm driving, I can like hyper focus, and it doesn't feel like as long to me. So, I drove the whole way again, which was not uh, not because uh, Anna didn't want to drive; she absolutely would have. But I, I just like I need to be focused on the drive to not be bored as shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that next day when I woke up, it was you know as I said nine thirty. 
I felt like absolute dog shit. Like I could not. Like I, it felt like I had zero sleep basically. And so I hate that. I can't function without sleep, man. Yeah. I don't know how like people that are like you know new parents and shit do it. I don't I know. And not function. Fucking, you deserve uh, uh, all the money in the world for having done that. Yes, <laughs> you deserve everything because I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, so the next day it was like. Well, like we we were texting with Emily, and Emily was like, "Look, you, like you don't have to be there when I have to be there. The Airbnb is booked. Like, take your time." So the next day, it was like, "All right, next kind of big city stop is Amarillo. It's five ish hours away. We'll go there. We'll stop. We'll just stop at a normal time and have the hotel for longer, and I can get some more sleep." Uh, so we stop in Amarillo. Of course, decide to have some drinks because <laughs> it's, uh, you know, early. So I uh, um, went to the liquor store, got some some liquor I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. Uh, but we we uh, had a few drinks, watched Weird Science, and then, like, I got a good night's sleep. And then the next couple of days were just absolutely easy. But we did drive for probably about 26 hours total the next two days. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, we we went to uh, through Albuquerque up through Eastern Colorado, then through Moab, Utah, all the way up through Salt Lake, and then from Salt Lake through Boise to here. Um, Damn, dude, that is a ways. It is, but those two days were like so uneventful, and actually my favorite because like I, unfortunately we missed how gorgeous those areas are because we got to. Like, we got to see northern New Mexico, and, and it was, like, really nice and gorgeous, but, like, we then missed all of Moab because it was dark, <laughs> and, like, we got to see, like, northern Utah and southern Idaho, and, you know, the, the mountains there are really pretty, but then we, we missed all, we went through the forest here in Oregon and didn't see a thing because it was completely dark, <laughs> so, like, we kept going Damn. through these great nature places and missing them entirely, but... We got here unscathed, man. It's great. Airbnb is awesome. It's uh, definitely reminiscent of a barbarian Airbnb. So. Oh, great. Good. Don't <laughs> pull on a- that little cord down there in the basement and open that secret door up. Don't do that. <laughs> there is absolutely a creepy fucking basement. <laughs> so, uh. <like laughs> that was that was fun to arrive to. But, man, this, this place is great. And, of course, we've been in Portland less than 24, or 48 hours, but, uh, you know, already done some grocery shopping and ha- had some pizza and stuff and uh wonderful great place does it feel like home or does it just feel like house um well it's an airbnb so it feels like house mm, um yeah we we uh oh man so yeah you, i haven't told you about this yet but we we move into our apartment next monday uh and emily and i had set up a um a pod which is you they they bring over this big moving pod and you yeah, fill yeah. it up and then they they take it and they like ship it across the country container. For yeah yeah so uh we had gotten a pod and we had done the math when they told us that it would be nine to eleven business days and it was like oh perfect we'll you know get it right when we move there perfect um instead however um <laughs> we talked to them telling them you know hey come pick up the pod and they were like, okay, well, we also have to hold it for four business days, which means we won't be able to get it to you until December 5th. And we were like, oh, huh, okay, <laughs> what? So a week without our stuff? And he was like, yep, yep. And he was like, sorry, December 6th. 
Oh, great. great. Cool. Even better. So a week and a day without any of our stuff in our apartment. You, yay. Oh, shit. Yay. What uh, do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, do you have like a suitcase with like a few changes of clothes, I'm guessing, and that's it? Well, we, uh, so we, we learned this before we, uh, drove. Uh, so I packed up some bedding. So we have like blankets and pillows to sleep on the floor. <laughs> we don't oh, have wow. shit. Like fucking punk rock slumming it, dude. For a week and a day. Um, luckily Anna's stuff arrives earlier, so we'll have a little bit of something, but it's still going to be. I don't know. Uh, Emily and I talked about maybe buying a like a futon or something to tide o- us over. <laughs> like just yeah, anything. right, right. Have something, yeah. So we're not just on the floor, but yeah, it's because the apartment's not not furnished. It's just empty. Empty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we didn't want it furnished because we have our own stuff. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> we wow. don't have anything in the kitchen other than a stove, but nothing to cook on. It, it's gonna be. It's going to be trying, I will say that. But I think also it's just going to be one of those blips that we'll forget about entirely until we're reminded, like, oh, yeah, we lived a week and a day without shit. Fucking suck. I guess on the bright side, you can always sleep on the stove. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You got pillars and blankets. You got a stove. You sleep there. That sounds good. But let me talk about the important thing. (laughs) The important thing, of course, being what I drank and ate as we came across the country. Okay. Critical importance. Yeah. A whole lot of McDonald's, for sure. Mm, Several mm. double cheeseburgers. But let me tell you, the most important thing that happened at a McDonald's was, in New Mexico, I got a green chili double cheeseburger, and it was fucking awesome. Say what? That that it exists i'm in flabbergasted Mexico, it does and it was awesome i i really think mcdonald's needs to adopt green chilies at all their restaurants because it just zazzes up uh you know a, a solid not very great burger well what about that i mean i really wish they had a green chili quarter pounder with cheese because quarter pounder with cheese is awesome but anyway so that was that was like fun um then also uh, a whole lot of um whole lot of uh, 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 McDonald's coffee, which... Salt beef. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> salt Pinto beef. beans. Yeah. Salt beef. Cowboy coffee. Of course, yeah. But yeah, I had, like, I had a good bit of McDonald's coffee because we didn't want to go to Starbucks or anything. Um, and McDonald's coffee, not bad. I, I'm very much like turned around on if I'm going to get coffee from somewhere and the only choices are Starbucks or McDonald's, McDonald's every time. I was going to say, when it comes down to just a regular-ass cup of coffee, yeah, Starbucks, absolute bottom of the list. Yep, I would rather have Get the McDonald's. I'd rather have Dunkin', like anything yep. but that. Yep, but support their unionization effort, of course, by not crossing the picket line, but then supporting the workers when they want it. That's all there you, you got to do. Yeah. Okay, that's what you got to do. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Um, but I also had some amazing fucking sushi in Amarillo, Texas. That doesn't sound like sushi this. country. I did not expect this. Now, huh. I, I I wanted to be safe, so I ordered their temp, like they had this roll that was tempura shrimp with uh, a small slice of beef over the top. Raw Look beef. out! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like 
local raw beef. It was so fucking good. Really, Damn. really good. Well, so turf also, action. Yeah, I also got to try uh, uh, tuna in a roll, and it was it was so fresh and good. I was very surprised. Well, what um, about that? Yeah, and they also got some noodles from there and uh, spring rolls. Really good. It was a sushi express in Amarillo. If you're in Amarillo, go check out sushi express. <laughs> but I also went into a liquor store there and uh, asked the nice fella at the at the um, counter if he could. Uh, introduce me some texas whiskey because you know as a southern boy from tennessee near kentucky i've had a ton of tennessee whiskey kentucky whiskey yeah yeah but never had any real texas whiskey i'm not sure that i have either he uh he he let me try a still austin rye whiskey Mm. that i really enjoyed and he was like if you like that you'll like this and he sold me on a still austin cask strength bourbon whiskey this is 100 proof and uh let me tell you i i i I haven't tried it yet but it smells like delicious maple syrup with the cinnamon and i'm excited for it so i'm I'm gonna give that a little try right now get you a little sniff of that i think i'm gonna get my myself a sniff of a co-beer over here because as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, beer is legal here in Tennessee. I don't know how it is up here in Yankeeville. I think they got rid of beer years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they've um, they've outlawed it, I think. Now, yeah. that is spicy. It is hot. Yeah? It, it really does kind of, it tastes maple syrupy, like a cinnamon syrup, kind of. Hmm. I bet that's going to be killer for an old-fashioned or something, man. I, I like using... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. This... This would definitely go well in some mixed drinks, but uh, as a as a sipper on its own, man, I'm enjoying it. It's good stuff. Nice, man. I've got myself some leftover Halloween party beer here. I'm having a Saga Tuck Brewing Beam Me Up Stouty, which is a coconut Ooh. stout. It's a 4.7 percenter. Shouldn't be too big of a boy here, but I've just really been enjoying some dark-ass beers lately. Oh, dab, yeah. dab, dab. It's some dark-ass <laughs> beers. <laughs> You know, I I also want to shout out. I did try some beers along the way. Obviously, couldn't Ooh. have many drinks, but um, in uh, Tulsa, I tried a, a co-op aleworks DNR. It's a Belgian style. It's a ten percenter. Uh, had that good banana bread kind of warm spices taste to it. I enjoyed it. So Ooh, shout out to nice. co-op aleworks. Also. Um, had a woodland empire city of trees and that uh is a boise idaho brewery man Mm -hmm. their american ipa i think was probably the best thing i had on the trip it it was like floral kind of lavendery like that nice it doesn't necessarily sound good but it it was really good um Hmm. and also had a yaya division street from spokane washington hazy ipa and man let me tell you what (laughs) I had the best fish and chips I've ever had in my life in Boise, no Idaho. No shit. At a Long John Silver. <laughs> it was a lie. I walked into Long John Silver's and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> what is this? We don't have these. Do you think whenever you walk into a Long John Silver, like the people working there like look around really confused and they're like, you're here? Someone's here. <laughs> they do Somebody's do here. That. And you're just asking to use the bathroom, obviously. And they're like, oh, phew. This is a drug front for sure. <laughs> yeah, obviously. No one eats here, sir. Yeah, man. I, and I feel bad because I cannot remember. It, it was an something ale something. 
It was fucking awesome, though. The 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 um, fish was an Alaskan cod, and it was probably the freshest cod I've ever had in my life. But also, we had poutine. And oh, the, yeah. The beef on that poutine. Who, buddy? Woo, mercy. Who, buddy? It was some Look good out. Shit. Yeah. Living so shout out to dream. whatever that place was in downtown Boise that has ale in the name. I bet somebody can Google that and it'll come right up. <laughs> Absolutely, probably. I was very surprised by how uh, small Boise was. It's cute. It's like a cute little area. Like I really liked the downtown, but it's very small. Very not very big for a state capital. Word. Yep. Anyway, and we're here. So quite yay. an adventure, man. Let me ask you. Like with that much drive time on your hands, uh-huh. uh, did 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 you entertain with perhaps an audio book or a podcast? We listened to some podcasts, listened to some music. Uh, we didn't really do audio, but a lot of a lot of just conversation. But yeah, we listened to some uh, comedy, bang bang. A lot of it was just like very relaxed driving. Even though I would say on average we went probably over seventy eight to eighty miles per hour. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just like clear streets a lot of the way. It's it's kind of the middle of nowhere a lot of times. So, oh, we also did happen to just be like this was in no way planned but we we just happened to be right next to the four corners monument you know the at utah arizona new mexico and and colorado oh word yeah yeah yeah, yeah and we stopped but it was closed like we stopped because it was just like i saw the sign and i was like well we might as well pull in because it's just like a little bitty monument it's not like a big thing I thought we'd at least get a picture, but yeah, it was closed off, so that sucked. Let me guess, because Biden. Yeah, well, that's what it said. I was going to say, right there on a the sign, it said, I did that, and it was a picture of Joe Biden. <laughs> he was pointing at the, the gate. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, and also, by the way, um, just on the side, I had I had Fuzzbead get on what that place was called, Bitter Creek Ale House. Oh, wow. You actually it, tracked so. it down. Very nice. Yeah, way to go. Bitter Creek Ale House in, in Boise, Idaho. Shout out. Fucking awesome. Everything there was, okay. was great. I'm just saying. I'm brainstorming right here. Trademark Dan Lovely, as always. Uh-huh. What if, like, let's say 20, 30 years down the road when it's, you know, it's a thing of the past. We're just remembering American history and having a little fun with it. Uh-huh. What if there's a horror movie called Cuz Biden? Cuz Biden. And, like, in the trailer and stuff? <laughs> You know, it's all these people. Like somebody comes home, and it's like, "Oh my God, they killed my my cat. Who could have done this? I did that in the shadows, Jack. Yeah, you know, come home, and uh, you know, your whole family has been killed execution style. Uh Who could have done such a thing as this? I did that." Cause Biden, cause Biden. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is definitely. I feel like some conservatives out there working on that right now. Yeah, probably. I know it'll be real bad. Starring Gina Carano as whoever. Yeah, like sure. Kevin Sorbo as Biden. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, that was that was the whole trip. I mean, uh, lots of little stories along the way, but uh, it, it really was just like. Uh, after after getting over the the stress of the first couple of days, it was magnificent. It was it was a very easy drive. Well, so now that you're there, you're gonna cast the ring into the fire, uh-huh. and then you're gonna fly home on the eagles, right? Oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm definitely gonna cast it in. Why didn't no, why didn't nobody ever try that? Why didn't nobody ever Dude, go like, oh, I'm going, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna, and then Elrond's like, okay, cool, I guess I'll go, you know. And then well, that's you the just thing don't. that. 
I, I don't know how you didn't figure this out because like right before we hung up the phone call last uh-huh. week before you're about to leave, I said, fly, you fools. Oh, shit. I meant don't drive. Don't drive. Just fly. fly. And Emily listened. She was like, oh, You didn't okay. get that? Fly, you fools. At least yeah. somebody understood. Jeez. Yeah, at least Emily got it. Well, that is quite a tale of adventure and intrigue, man. I have not been in the process of moving it, moving it myself, but I have, you know what? I kind of have been moving it, moving it. I've been helping uh, Kate's 96-year-old German grandmother move it into Kate's parents' house, moving some furniture and shit in there. Big time fun, as you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, been moving it in my tight pants on some skank banger shows here lately. Had a oh, couple yeah. of shows over the weekend. That was a lot of fun. So it's been exhausting, man. I've not really had a whole lot of time to watch about anything. We went through a couple of uh, Thanksgiving classics, some usual repeats like the uh, the Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving specials, which are some of the greatest things known to man, and Absolutely. you should watch them every year. They're all yeah. fucking fantastic, mm-hmm. dude. Man, that episode where like Bob has to go rescue Gail. I love it. That one's so God good. God damn it. That That's the so fucking good. funniest one. That's I probably my Gail. favorite one. She's like, like, like uh, it's Megan Mullally. Like Megan Mullally's yeah. performance of Gail is just perfect. She's so Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, any episode that has Gail in it is one of my favorites. She is the best and the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Always one worth watching this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you. I, I mentioned I watch Weird Times. Another John Hughes movie there. Oh, yeah, there you go. Connect yeah, Shawans, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Home for the Holidays. This is one that Kate found uh, that was like one of those like hidden 90s gems that a lot of people haven't heard about. So we rented okay. it there on the Amazon and watched it. It's got like Holly Hunter. It's got Robert Downey Jr. It's got Dylan McDermott. Like the cast is actually pretty fucking stacked. It's got a, bu- okay. a bunch of other people in there. The uh, the guy from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That says, you soft-headed bitch." It's got him in it. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, that guy, whatever his uh-huh. name is. Uh-huh. Directed by Jodie Foster. Um, it's got, like, Claire Danes is also in it for a minute. Tons of people in this flick. I don't know. Kate, Kate liked it okay. I I thought less of it, personally. Well, let me just ask you. At the end, did it say, for John, meaning John Hinckley? Oh, like, yeah? Did Jodie Foster try to send him a little subtle message, too? Just like, yeah. No, I was into it. It was cool. Wink, wink, nod, nod. It was cool when you tried to shoot Reagan. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree with it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it wasn't very good. I guess it was more of like a character study kind of movie, and I probably just wasn't really in the right mood for it, but I don't know. Didn't do it for me, man. But yeah. I've easily never the it. best thing that I have been watching this week. Oh, seriously? And dude, I'm, I'm just trying something. Oh, no, the oh, next thing oh, I've been talking about. I was like, wait, what? You didn't like it, and it was better than playing Trains thing. and Automobiles. That <laughs> tells you how much I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> No, nah, dude, I've been um, I've been starting off as I like to do the holiday season by watching through the motherfucking trilogy, watching that Lord of a Ring. Hell yeah! God damn, man! I swear, yeah. I'm actually gonna try something this year. Okay, do it. Um, what is every it? now and then I do this. You know, I, I get my own hyper focus about things where I obsess over things and do them, watch them, listen to them, whatever, over and over and over and over. And a lot of times, like, I realize I'm doing it, and then I go, okay, you're doing that weird thing you do. Calm it down. Move on to something else. Try something else for a minute. Okay. Don't burn yourself out on it. But every now and then, I like to just kind of let myself go crazy with that shit and see if I can get tired of something. Okay. 
So I think this year, I'm just going to see if I can even get tired of The Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Because I usually, I usually wait till December to watch them. And I'm starting here in mid-November. And I think, like, after I finish them, start them again. I'm just going to start them over again. Like, just see honestly, any time. Any time. It's like, oh, i got to wash a few dishes. I just pick, uh, pick back up where I left off here for 15 minutes. All right, let's turn it off. Let's go walk the dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay, i gotta got to do some practicing. Let's just turn it back on. I'm just going to keep it rolling and see if it's even possible for me to get tired of that shit. Wow. I mean, I hope you don't, but also I'm very interested in the results. I don't think I can. I don't, I don't think, think that so. I can possibly yeah. get tired of those mm-hmm. fucking movies, man. I'll tell you, man. And it's one of those things that we've, of course, dedicated, what, like 12 hours of podcast talking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy ourselves yeah. on this show. 12 is, yeah, probably about right. Yeah. That yeah. last one was five Five. plus hours (laughs) (laughs) and i swear though man like even though you know we have dove into those movies as deeply as anyone possibly can you watch those movies over again Mm -hmm. all these years later and it is just dude it's so fucking unbelievable that peter jackson found so many people i'm talking thousands of people to dedicate years of their life all working deadly serious, taking everything just with the utmost sincerity, yeah. trying to make this as incredible as it could be. The level of dedication that he found and that they they put into those things, dude, it's to the level, gosh, okay, let me just put it this way. Okay. It's to the level that almost makes me believe that 9-11 could have been an inside job. <laughs> Almost. I mean, okay. Because if Peter Jackson can find that many people to give a shit about making a Lord of the Rings trilogy, sure. just imagine if W and Chaney like rounded up just as many people that cared about starting an inside job terrorist attack and invading. Oh, that is, that is the hard Middle East. for me to imagine. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, it's no, almost I can enough to make it, huh? me believe, Steve. Almost. Yeah. That's how good the Lord of the Rings are. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree uh, and, and say, you know what? Maybe look more into that. Maybe it was an inside job. <laughs> now that you think about it, I think uh, they could put that on like a, a new release of the movies. It's just like quote from from Uncle Ben from the Dead and Lovely right. podcast. <laughs> so good, it almost makes me believe nine eleven was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the second one is called the Two Towers. I mean, I'm just it's, saying, it's, yeah, like right they're, there. They're inviting Street, right? the comparison. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of started because we're we're finally painting our our living apartment, our you know quote mm-hmm. temporary. We've lived there for three years. Apartment that we've mm-hmm. been in. It's just like okay, finally time to turn this from a house into a home. There's right. that theme again. We're just right. bringing this up over and over. So we started painting, and, you know, so I'm up on a ladder doing all the trim work and stuff, and I've just got The Lord of the Rings playing. And, dude, it's like I've seen these fucking movies so many times that I don't even have to watch the screen. Like, I can just listen Mm -hmm. to the shit, and I know exactly what is going on in every scene just based on the dialogue and the soundtrack especially. Dude, there's, there's parts in the movie where when you're not watching the screen and it's just being driven by Howard Shore's soundtrack. Right. Where... I swear, dude, it's like you'll know what characters are on screen just based yes. on soundtrack. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfucking believable. It man. is. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I find yep. new things to appreciate every time I watch those fucking movies. Yeah. It's tight as hell. 
Love it. I'll keep you posted, see if I can get tired of them or not. But that's all I've had time to do this week. If you do get tired of them, we have to do a special episode where you just trash the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. If you get tired it, of oh, them, you know what's going to be called? It's going to be called. everything that sucks about it. <laughs> That's a side podcast called Bored of the Rings. The story of how I got tired of LOTR. Bored of the Rings. There are podcast there's a podcast out there, I can't remember the name of it, where they they like they covered um Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill for like every episode for a year. Holy fuck. Yeah. It was something like that. Yeah. So like They found, like, every fucking thing to talk about, about this terrible fucking movie. I can't believe, I can't remember if it was Jack and Jill, but it, it was something like that. And I think they've done oh. other seasons where they cover other movies. But that For that is year. definitely a, a great idea, Board of the Rings, where you just watch Lord of the Rings over and over and over and talk about it every single week until one or both of the hosts give up. <laughs> i mean the problem is is i think both of us would just be exuberant for like years yeah so. yeah it'd, it'd be 10 years in we're like board of the rings no why not, not? yet <laughs> lord i want more <laughs> one star review hosts were hella into the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's deserved <laughs> yeah what have you been watching on uh, so I said we watched Weird Science um, that one night. Still good, but obviously, like, with a lot of 80s movies, you know, you got your scenes that are uncomfortable and probably uh, super racist. Um, there's the scene where, you know, Anthony Michael Hall is uh, in, in the that bar in Chicago, and he's doing that, like, black scent type of thing. He's kind of Ooh. talking jive. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, last time I watched it, I was like, uh, and this time it was like, Ugh. and I was like, can, can I, can I possibly look at this as in a different light? And the best I could come up with is, well, all the guys are laughing at him. Like all, all the, the black men at the table are laughing at him. Uh, and maybe they're just goading him into doing it. Like it's funny to them how racist this white boy is. Like, it's, like, okay. so absurdly racist to them that they're like, huh, okay. <laughs> like, all I can do is laugh. That's Keep the going. only way. You aren't funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I could look at it. But, yeah, I, yeah, it's, I love John Hughes movies, but, man, fuck, he, I mean, you, we've got Long Duck Dong and uh, other characters that just aren't, they're not a good thing you want to look at now you look no. back on it and you just go goog why um, things have changed for the better a little bit uh, hopefully uh, yeah hopefully but i don't know um so yeah uh, weird science um also <laughs> really hit me how it's a 25 year old woman and 15 year olds uh, yeah 15 and a 16 year old yeah yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think that's a great thing right there. No, 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 not no. at all. No, uh-uh. yeah. No. Um, also watched Over the Garden Wall, uh, which I is still haven't watched that man. You need to see it. It is so fucking good. And like, I mean, it's you know, it's I think ten episodes, and they're about 
11 to 12 minutes each so it's about the length of a movie um, now hang on it's a cartoon though right yeah mm-hmm. yep. i'm not a kid steve i'm a man <laughs> i i do always want because when i was in in grad school i remember talking about uh, a cartoon and like several of the people being like i don't watch animation and it was like huh that persists that idea that animation's <laughs> only for kids persists with some people that's weird i didn't okay. know a stick could stay up an ass that long yeah oh i also i had a professor one time who like her her specialty was was uh feminist sci-fi and i remember uh this was when batman the one with the joker in it fuck <laughs> that dark didn't help uh, the one with heath ledger is the joker in it yeah yeah dark, yeah, dark knight came out and I had gone to see it, and I was like, "Um, oh, I was talking about it with somebody, and I was talking about how great Heath Ledger's performance was, and she was like, I don't watch comic book movies. And I thought, like, what a weird line in the sand to draw. When sci-fi used to get that level of disrespect to be like, I don't watch comic book movies. Like, hmm. okay, whatever. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's very particular about the source of your material there. Like, okay, so how many pictures are in the book version to where you don't want to read it. Right, because yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings has maps in the front of exactly, it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, how many how many pictures do you see before you're like, nope, this does not get my respect. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, also watched Clueless when we got here. Uh, Emily was was like staying up with us because she, she needed to sleep, but she wanted to see us. I'd seen my wife and five days at that point um so she she wanted to stay up and we watched clueless which still great also a grand old time you know it's uh got that whole sort of incest angle i mean i guess it's not technically incest because he's a stepbrother and a former stepbrother at that but still, still weird it's still, <laughs> still kind of weird. weird i feel like that doesn't really get like enough talk whenever yeah. we're you know mentioning clueless but like that yeah. that's a big part of the story like yeah uh yeah i mean but it, I, I it's uh all genetically fine it's just a little uncomfortable um <laughs> yeah i i think that movie's still great though i still love clueless absolutely love clueless yeah, yeah yeah it's a blast man that's a good one that and like Romy michelle you're gonna have a good oh time. yeah sure yeah uh yeah but that's that's all i've had any time to watch so word man yeah i'm dying to go watch uh dang wakanda forever man i still have not Uh checked it out i don't think i know anybody that's seen it either um i haven't talked to anybody in like a week kate's sister jesse saw it and she said it was really good oh cool yeah yeah Yeah. and i actually still haven't watched thor love and thunder either i I don't no know. way, got, really? Yeah, I got kind of derailed. Uh, the only thing I've really seen in a while is She-Hulk. And I thought She-Hulk was great, but I haven't watched like Moon Knight or, or any of that stuff. But I, I did watch Werewolf by Night, of course, which is great. Sure, yeah. yeah. I think you'll like Love and Thunder, man. I want to okay. go see, uh, what's it, The Menu? I want to go check that oh, out, too. Oh, yeah. Super excited to see that, for sure. Yeah. There's uh-huh. a couple things coming out that I want to go see. And, of course, that, uh, that new... What's the new fucking Christmas horror movie coming out? Oh, yeah, with David Harbour as, as yeah. Santa? Fuck, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, I want to see that. The trailer has the phrase, Season's Beatings in it, which <laughs> I just fucking love. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm sold. I'm watching yeah, this shit. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, like, Santa's sleigh, like Bill Goldberg. Like, I love the idea of Santa just being evil. Futurama <laughs> did it, too. San- like, the Santa in Futurama is evil as fuck. Yeah. I Word, love that. man. Well, dude, I'll tell you, the subject of today's movie is one Blue Draghi from... Blue Draghi. 1987, kind of? 
Ish. Yeah, I mean, it was made in 83, kind of came out in 1987, really only got uh, it to the point where people talked about it in 2018. So, but yeah, the 80s. The 80s. Yeah. And this is a movie what contains, I'll tell you what, a variety of topics that we're going to cover a here in the Potpourri Palace. Hey, I yeah. talked over Potpourri on on purpose there because cornucopia yeah. works better because it's thanksgiving it's thanksgiving it we just totally makes meant sense. to do that it's on brand okay <laughs> let's step on into that preview palace welcome gobble, gobble. to the preview palace gobble 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 mm-hmm. let's talk about a potpourri a cornucopia of topics here related to this film steve because we couldn't really come up with one thing that was good enough to uh you know Right. Uh, chin wag about for mm-hmm. a really extended period of time. So here's yep. a bunch of little ones. That's how this works. Yep, we're very absolutely. organized. One hundred percent. I didn't. I didn't rush through blood rage in the past thirty six hours at all. No, couldn't have. <laughs> so this movie is a horror film. What takes place on an underused holy day? I'm talking about Thanksgiving. There's all kinds of Halloween movies taking place at a Halloween mm-hmm. or a Christmas. Absolutely, yeah. What do you think are some underrated holidays we should maybe have a horror on? All right, man. Listen, we've somebody's attempted this in the past 20 years for sure, but they just did it wrong. Growing up, watching Wizard of Oz, the trees scared the shit out of me. Okay. We need an yeah. Arbor Day horror movie with killer fucking trees. Ooh, like a dryadic horror movie, yeah, huh? Yeah, not the happening. Mm, well, yeah, no, that kind of that, that kind of did that, right? Yeah, not that. Um, yeah, something where like uh, you know, Evil Dead's got a killer. We got killer trees in several movies or attacking trees like Poltergeist or whatever. But we Some need ints. need a movie where the trees did it, but that is not uh, doesn't have Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that would be better that way, huh? <laughs> yeah, that would improve the entire scenario, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely, yeah. It's a good idea. It's an Arbor Day Horror Fest. I yeah. like that. uh-huh. I kind of think that we should have a movie that really gets deep into the marrow of this entire situation where the uh, the IRS just hired like 80 billion new people. Okay. I think we should have a fucking tax day horror movie where it's like this Ooh. is a roving death squad they've created. Like, that's why they hired all these people. Is just to go door to door and be like, you didn't check column 27, box A, and then they'll <laughs> execute your whole family or something. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. So basically, like, I'm assuming they all have, like, their sleeves off and they're all, like, ripped. Yeah. I'm picturing them all looking like, yeah, the wrestler IRS for sure. IRS, yeah. Now, Steve, this movie has some stuff. What keeps gonna, uh, keeps on getting mistaken for cranberry sauce? That isn't cranberry sauce, Steve. What's some other stuff that is uh, also sometimes isn't cranberry sauce? Isn't it's also sometimes isn't cranberry sauce? Is like, what uh, I'm saying. I don't know, like boiled beets or something. Uh, yeah, that's not red jello. Not cranberry sauce. I'm going to tell you what's not cranberry sauce. That fucking ocean spray shit you buy in a can that's just like a little bit of cranberry and it. a fuck ton of sugar and gelatin. Okay. It's great. I do too. It's fine and yeah. I also like it. Yeah, but, but it's not cranberries. I'm just saying. <laughs> and like realized cranberry like relish is fantastic and is such a bright and tart and piquant addition to your Thanksgiving plate. Kate's Nana 
makes an amazing one every year, and I always look forward to getting just a little scoop of that shit on my plate, man. She does, if I'm not mistaken, dude, it's just like in a blender, it's just like a bag of cranberries, mm-hmm. a whole orange, peel and seeds and everything, a whole mm. orange, like a um, maybe a half cup of sugar, half cup okay. of sugar, I don't know, some sugar in there. Blend that shit together. Boom, that's cranberry relish. It's awesome. It's fucking um, great. I'll tell you this. I've only had that one time in my life. And when I had it, I was like, this shit ain't cranberry sauce. So it I didn't have the ridges again. in the side. Yeah. But I am, I am, uh, I, I have been convinced to have it again and just not Do think it. of it as cranberry sauce. Like, think of it as a cranberry relish or I a love compote. cranberries. Yeah, I was going to say, I love cranberries. So I should like it. So I definitely am going to try the, and hopefully this Thanksgiving. We, we actually, the Airbnb we are staying at is amazing and the kitchen is awesome like i was so surprised when i went in there i was like holy shit it has all the stuff you need to actually make a thanksgiving dinner dinner so we're gonna have kind of an actual thanksgiving dinner it's nice okay so impromptu question i'm adding to the list here okay what are you gonna eat on thanksgiving because i know you're kind of a bob burger where you you like to do do. up a whole feast and all that jazz but of course you know that's kind of a different situation it is you're now being out there with limited sundries and so on i guess you're having more salt beef and pinto beans more salt beef and pinto beans for sure yeah Yeah, no we went to the store and and got you know some of the you know we didn't want to buy all new spices and everything because those things are coming but also we have you know this period where we're just not gonna uh be able to use them so it's like buy the most essential spices and stuff um i'm still i think i'm still gonna be able to make some you know like mac and cheese and and some other stuff that that i normally make but we're we're really like yeah we're limited so i'm i'm what i'm planning to do is to just because we're also working on making meals up to this point so it's like the worst thing you're having to buy like every single basic and then be like fuck we don't have this um it's so annoying dude so that annoying shit drives yeah. me crazy but my plan is to just buy some some already uh, you know processed chicken with the skin on and stuff and, and make it kind of uh, the way i would normally make a a chicken because uh, we don't really do turkey because why um a chicken for thanksgiving and then you know still make my gravy for mashed potatoes and everything which is Word. the gravy is my i think the the most important thing at thanksgiving even if you don't like it it has to be there 100%. you're gonna introduce the west coast to gravy dude they don't know <laughs> right. about it yeah, yet the west coast has never had gravy even even though I made Thanksgiving in LA for like several years, I bet people people in LA and and, and Portland and all that right. stuff they're gonna start just throwing <laughs> their avocados in the trash and making chicken fried steak, <laughs> biscuits, some big old cat head biscuits, all Absolutely. the good stuff. I'm yeah, I'm gonna convert everyone to cat head biscuits. Uh, have you ever had deep fried avocado? Uh, I've had like a tempura avocado at a sushi joint. It's so fucking good. fabulous, dude. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's fa- fantastic, man. Anyway, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. We're doing pho for Thanksgiving, by the way. That's oh, what are we're you? doing. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like the day before Thanksgiving, Kate's mom is having rotator cuff surgery. Mm. So she's just going to be laid up at her parents house you know not able to go anywhere so we're just basically going to go down there maybe make a lap through say hi to the family and stuff on the way and then just go and hang out you know over at the parents house and uh yeah so we're we're bringing stuff to make pho because we got some leftover pho broth that kate made in the freezer and just getting some some good local fillets and all the herbage and noodles and all that jazz Mm -hmm. i love pho giving that's my fucking favorite anyway now that that i'm thankful for yeah yeah absolutely and uh 
Yeah, that's what we're doing. So should be pretty awesome. So cool. Right. Okay. Steve, this here movie right here, mm-hmm. it takes place in an ugly era. Because I'll tell you <laughs> what, man. Yes. When you when you watch, uh, you know, uh, Stranger Things or A Fear Street or whatever, you think the 80s were all like neon colors and fucking neon <laughs> yeah. tubes and neon by John Mayer and other things like that. <laughs> neon fish. Do you ever have any neon fish when you were a kid? Those little neons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And Man, they, they're good they at dying. Die. They're real good at dying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably. They don't have the will to live. They they were selling them to kids and just being like, yeah, just put them in tap water or whatever. I don't know. Dude, I'll tell you this for fucking sure. Uh, like while I was working at Walmart was during the era of Walmart where they had fish tanks. Oh no. And I worked out in Lawn and Garden, which is like across the corner from where the fish tanks and stuff were. Uh huh. And all the time, like after the people from the pet department would clock out for the day, at, you know, whatever six thirty seven, whenever they they left the uh, the building, if you got a page that somebody needed a fish out of one of those tanks or whatever, it's just like, well, Lawn Garden gets to do it. They also huh. never trained us whatsoever on what to do. Wow. I certainly killed many fish, Steve, oh, because no. yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was right. doing. I was like. I guess you just put it in a bag of water from this tap that's in the pet, uh, pet department and put a barcode on it and send them on their way. Hope Jeez. you get it home in time to put it in some actual fish tank water. I probably killed a lot of fish, Steve. It's I Walmart's mean, fault. They didn't train yeah, me for that shit. I was going to say, like, you, you, you absolutely should not have had that responsibility. That's Fuck insane. no. I was loading mulch and shit earlier that day, dude. Right. I wasn't supposed to be handling your fish. Come on. No, not at all. That sucks, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, an ugly era, Steve. Ugly. It was Very not ugly. a pretty place in uh, 1983-ish whenever they filmed this. This entire movie is filled with disgusting green shag carpet, <laughs> beige walls, people yep. wearing skin-colored clothing. It was an ugly era. Steve, what do you think of as the ugliest era? Uh, I mean, honestly, that that is probably it, but the the one that like I lived through that I think is most disgusting is late nineties, early two thousands. Fuck like, yes. A billion percent agree. That's yeah. what I was going to say too, man. Yeah. But like there's some fashion from that era. Just, I guess though, there's some fashion from late seventies, early eighties that I still like. So it is equivalent that, that, that era is just, it's gross. It was a gross era. Not just like the way people dressed and the way people like, accessorized but also like attitudes and comedy and music like a lot of shitty stuff time. from that era it was just kind of ugly and bad dude when we were like condo shopping whenever we moved to knoxville uh-huh. we went and checked out a place that looks like it was perhaps used in a smash mouth video in 1998 <laughs> and nothing was ever changed Oh, no. And it was such a stark reminder of like, oh my god, like this is the stuff that used to be cool. Yeah, it was just fucking hideous, dude. Like, like yep. clear plastic chairs. Oh, Jesus! Everything was like cherry red and chrome because the, there was kind of that like fifties greaser aesthetic thing that got brought in in there for some reason, alongside color palettes of like orange and fuchsia. Like, <laughs> okay, fucking yeah. awful, man. They were just throwing everything at the wall. Like, just anything. Just like, I don't know, fucking 
maybe everybody's uh, wearing glasses that look like alien eyes. <laughs> well, also, the person next to you is swing dancing right. and wearing a zoot <laughs> yeah. suit because I don't fucking know why. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Shittiest time. It was a shitty time. I'll tell it you was, that. It man. was hideous. Yep. An era of ugly. All right, Steve. This movie features a mom and a son. It's never really said exactly, but they're definitely fucking, aren't they? They're definitely yeah, fucking. Yeah, No, yeah, no. Listen, we're going to get deep into it. We won't right now since some people skip the preview palace, but yeah, they're fucking. Like, they have to be. Yep. But of course, that's not the only time in fictional entertainment, which we can make fun of and talk about and make jokes about because it's fictional, not right. real stuff. We're not right. talking about real life stuff. Mm-hmm. We're talking about fiction. You're That's canceled. why we can joke about it. Canceled. No, no, no. It's fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. Hey, I'm canceling you, liberal. Fuck. Well, okay. Go down Go down with the ship here and go in with uh-huh. me and tell them about the, the segment that you picked out right here. Yeah, no, not, not only did I pick it out, I came up with it. Incestor Wincest. <laughs> It's where we look at an incest couple and say if it's just grody old incest, or is it wincest? Do we like the couple? Uh, <laughs> we're doing it. Here we are. <laughs> incest or wincest? Yeah, I mean, listen, we all can easily think of just some grody old incest. The hills have eyes, folks. Yucky. That's bad. Yeah, the that's definitely family. bad. Ooh, get out of here. Not good. Not a lot of good stuff. Let's talk about um ooh. Can we say minor barbarian spoilers? Mm, minor barbarian spoilers. There's some incest and it is not wincest. Not winning. <laughs> no, not at all. Those are all definitely the uglier side of right. familial copulation yeah but when we're talking about jamie lannister and cersei i mean come on <laughs> power couple i mean yeah like nikolai coster waldo and fucking uh lena hetty fucking super hot people come on very hot people they made they made kids that they sure uh, were very successful in ways absolutely so- sounds like a win to me don't investigate <laughs> any further <laughs> and it's okay for us to make those jokes because they're fictional not characters. Not real at all. So, incest. Yay. Because in reality, all incest is incest. Yeah, grody. Yuck. Don't do that. So, there we go. <laughs> we did it. All right. Now, this movie also features some twins. What be murdering? I'm talking killingest uh-huh. twins. Killingest dude. twins. Woo, man, they be killing. I mean, really, only one of them be killing, but yeah, it kind of looks like maybe you get what I mean. They're both twins, and there's people getting murdered. Killingest twins, Steve. Let's go down that alley. Yeah, killingest twins, and like I, I don't know, not not a lot come to mind right now. You got one in mind? I'm gonna throw down. An OG, okay. old school, I'm talking evangelical free Christian <laughs> rap group called Dynamic Twins that I used to listen to when I was a little bowl-cutted kid listening to Christian rap. They were killing it, you're saying. They were killing the game. <laughs> D2. They had a lyric. Dude, okay. Dynamic Twins was the group. They also sure. called themselves D2. Dude, they had a rhyme that said D2 hotter than some beef stew. I mean, that's <laughs> fucking killing it. And wait, hold on. They called themselves D2. Did they ever integrate a little quack, quack, 
Ooh, Quiet. they probably should have. Quiet. Yeah. No? That'd be better. Uh, I think it was pre-D2 is the only thing. Oh, yeah. I think that it was actually sucks. before that. You know, yeah. okay, I thought of some killing us twins. It's maybe a leap. But uh, mythological founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus. <laughs> Game changers. Beep, 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 I'm beep, telling beep. you, Rome ended up killing a lot of people. So That's there's some killing ass twins. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so the, the list of resources there may be a little bit low, but there seems to be also a lot of twins what get murdered, Steve? I'm talking about the killedest twins. <laughs> killedest twins, absolutely. Yeah, they do get killed a, a good bit. I mean, we got shining twins chopped up in a hallway. Definitely dead. Also, definitely not twins. That's still something no, I can't not, make yeah. sense of in that movie. Yeah, yeah, they're not uh, twins. It, it is. It is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, was, does anybody in the movie call them no, twins? No, it's just like uh, that is. That, I think that is just a, a lot. We've all kind of assumed they were twins but if you look for even a second it's like no they're not twins yeah one's definitely taller and older than the other and so yeah, on yeah they definitely got chopped into itty bitty pieces there sure yeah sure, that did happen right? yeah so did them double mint twins they got jason yep. like hell they jason just he came at them full jason and uh jason them real good yeah i bet if you ate a whole lot of twixes you might die of diabetes or something they're twins in that little package <laughs> absolutely Twix. Deadly twins. I might even say that if if you were to just uh, go, like, maybe not chew enough just one time with Twix, they could kill you. You don't even That's have true. to eat a bunch. Like, So those are killer twins for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You, uh, it, It's almost like a Twix is, like, perfect, like, oh, if you want to deep throat it type of candy bar, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe, I can take two at one time. Right. <laughs> Somebody. Maybe that should be like the new Twix ad campaign is like, have you ever done two at the same time? <laughs> Twix what? DP. Hashtag Twix DP. They'll put on. <laughs> you ever had two in your mouth at once? How, how long Let is a Twix? That's about a six inch, right? Caramel coat your face. What? <laughs> it's like a guy comes into the office. He's like, hey, Bill, what'd you do over the weekend? I got a couple of hot six inches in my throat at the same time. High five from everybody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. all right. <laughs> Hashtag Twix DP. Phil's killing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Twix suddenly running on an ad campaign of double penetration. Yeah. <laughs> What a world. Oh, shit. Something for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear that shit? Was it you that told me about this? Maybe it was. That, like, banned corn nuts commercial that was like, bust a nut? No. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube, dude. Bust a nut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look up banned corn nuts that commercial. That definitely You'll came out it. in like 2002, right? For sure. It yeah. was during the extreme age. Yeah. Yes. Bust a Bust nut. Bust a nut with corn nuts. It's like Fred a, Durst a, was on it. Like, it's like no. a little song. Yeah. You know? Bust a nut. <laughs> wow. So, so some twins that kill and get killed, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll also say about Twix, I've also killed a bunch of those twins. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twix, Twix get killed regularly i absolutely yeah. like a twix little fun size halloween kit kats those are Ooh, two in a pack too also twins killing them 
Yep. Am I a, a serial killer because I just bite them down as if it was a candy bar and don't snap them yes. and eat them individually? Yeah, you didn't have to ask. Fuck. That. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I do that too. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. If it's just two, it's okay, I think. If it's the whole Kit Kat bar is when it's kind of weird. Okay, we might need to have a talk after the show because I, you know, I have I have my things I do. Speaking of products, this movie definitely has some some major product placement going on, does it not? Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody's wearing Nikes. Um, not that Nike asked them to do that, but that's sure what's happening. Yeah, they're trying to get that seal of approval from big Nike. Yeah, what do you like think is the- another instant of some unwanted or obnoxious product placement, Steve? Well, we talked about it in Slumber Party Massacre 2, how they had like all those different like snacks and like Slice and Pepsi all over the place and then Oxy-10, like... Oh, proudly yeah, yeah. displayed and like it was Roger Corman got all them to give them free stuff thinking it was a completely different movie <laughs> that that certainly that crafty Corman really stands out as weird <laughs> that's true man you know I can think of another instance of Nike product placement that I thought was really uh, just tasteless and out of place man I'm talking about the Heaven's Gate suicide cult oh shit <laughs> you yeah. know yeah, those those Nikes. I wonder if they sell them anymore. Like, I feel like as ni- like after that, you just have to be like, well, we're retiring that particular type of shoe. Because if not, I'm gonna buy some. I'm saying I have looked for that model on the internet. They don't they don't make them anymore, Listen, and they go for a high dollar because they I are was, known as like yeah, the fucking Heaven's Gate suicide shoe. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're pretty sick. Like they do look pretty like sick. for some like daily wears. Those those are pretty sick shoes. They look sick with a purple shroud. I'll tell Absolutely. you that. Absolutely. <laughs> like, listen, if I was on my way to a spaceship in the sky, that's what I'd want to be wearing. Okay, here's the thing, though. I wouldn't because why are they wearing active wear shoes when they're just laying down and killing themselves? Oh, okay. See, so you don't get it. They were actively going to die. So, yeah, but that was their their. I, okay, yeah. <laughs> they misinterpreted it. They were like activewear. Well, I guess I, am I probably would have just gone action. down in socks. I think you know. Yeah, socks. Oh, listen, I'd be barefoot for sure. Yeah, I'd be in honestly. my underwear if I. You know, probably if I'm going, yeah. just you know, why am I wearing clothes? I also think the the Coca Cola placement in Home Alone Two is pretty obnoxious because it is. You know, Fuller Lay Off the Pepsi had just become like one of those ingrained lines right. in our childhoods. And then in Home Alone 2, it's all like, oh, past the Coca-Cola classic. Right. It just Very. seems so crass. It is crass. You're like, you know, love the one you're with, Home Alone. Pepsi. Pepis. <laughs> what, what, what if Home Alone 3 had both Coke and Pepsi and the kid was like drinking both and then just went, they're both good. <laughs> no, like I think that the both. third one goes straight to like, hmm, I could go for an RC Cola right now. <laughs> a remote control cola. The next Home Alone 4. Looking for a Dr. Thunder. Anybody got a Dr. Thunder? <laughs> Love that Walmart generic brand. That's the stuff. This movie's got a dang old Ted Raimi in it, does it not? It does. Ted Raimi. Selling condoms. I'm just hanging out, selling some uh, selling some rain jackets in the bathroom there. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Ted Raimi in a movie. That's a yeah, guy yeah. whose face just delights me to see mm-hmm. anytime it pops up. I know that he's always going to be having 
a good time and improving my mood. What's your favorite Ted Raimi role? I uh, uh, he's as as uh, the guy in, in Intruder. My he's man, Produce Joe. Produce Joe. Yeah, he's just listening to that. Ba-na-da-na. He's over and over yep over and over on in that weird dark produce dungeon that he works in by himself why do they not let him have lights it does not look fresh at all down there not at all Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh but yeah i love i love that that i think he 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 doesn't have a lot of lines but whenever he's on screen he's he's performing he's doing it that's ted ramey man Gets killed real good. Man, sometimes when I watch the movie Brain Scan, I think, couldn't they have got somebody to be the Brain Scan guy and not wear all that makeup? (laughs) Yes, they could. They could have got the guy who plays Todd and Terry to do it. He kind of just looks like him, doesn't he? What's it, the Trickster? Is that what his name was? Yeah, the Trickster in Brain Scan. Yeah, go check that out. We uh, had our pals from Neon Brainiacs on there. Oh, and strangely enough, Neon Brainiacs' first episode ever was Blood Rage. Oh, hey, go check out Neon Brainiac's episode on Blood Rage, then. Full circle, full circle. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that he could play him. Like, it's just like, well, you're ready. Yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. Like, just look at those two next to each other. It's it's almost like, uh, like while watching him, I kept thinking Howie Mandel could have played that character really well without makeup, honestly. Or with that minimal also works. Makeup. It also yep. works, yeah. But I think this guy, he just has the absolute same face almost. So you just have to wear some weird teeth, and he's set. He's done. Mm-hmm. What do you think about a guy who shows up in a horror movie that's just unnecessarily jacked AF? <laughs> I mean, you got the the absolute best of all in Sleepaway Camp. That, that camp counselor, that dude, he's just super jacked. Um, that what's there's there's the guy in uh the burning, um he kind of sucks, but he's jacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think uh I think absolutely unnecessarily jacked would mm-hmm. definitely go to a nerdy guy in cabin in the woods. You never see him yeah. take his shirt off or anything, but right. he was like damn more jacked than Thor at that yeah, point. Yeah, he was like shredded. Go check out that guy. <laughs> There's some pictures of how jacked he actually is. They, yeah, they got him playing this like stoner dude, but underneath that shirt, he is muscular, chiseled. He is mm-hmm. chiseled, dude, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then, you just get some unnecessarily jacked hunk in your movie, and this movie certainly has. Yeah, it's one. got a couple of. It's got a couple of dudes that are just. I guess maybe the guy who works at the institution might like be jacked because it helps him to deal with patients like uh, our guy uh yeah. todd who is supposedly a murderer or whatever but the other guy who's jacked is just jacked he's just like hey what's up me big chest yep he's just yep. all brawny for fun mm-hmm. you know brawny yeah. for fun which is a cool thing to be it is indeed mm-hmm. steve that was quite a cornucopia uh yeah. preview palace potpourri topics was it not mm-hmm. yeah i'm satiated yeah i'm gonna need a refractory period before i can do that again <laughs> You know, <laughs> you're saying you came. Just give me a little while. That's what I'm oh, saying. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. get it. I get it. I guess I'll take care of myself over here. Jesus. We'll focus on the show for a little while while I recover from that. All right. You want to? What we're gonna do? Just start talking about the movie then. Let's just start talking All about right. Blued Ragi from 1987. Now, this movie, as you said, was filmed in like '83. Yeah. Kinda came out in '84. Kinda. Yeah. And then 
yeah, it, it's been released and re-released. So, yeah, it, it was... Um, it had a, a limited release early on. Um, but Joe Bob Briggs said when he covered this on The Last Drive-In that um, he never heard of it. And this is a man okay, who... Just, like, just to back you up right yeah. here, sorry to interrupt. Do you know okay. who else had a limited release early on? Who's that? It's me on my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You told her, don't worry, after a refractory period, I'll come back. We'll get back to it. Yeah, yeah we'll get we'll the get full back. release, hopefully. Exactly. Let's just focus on the show right now. I told her the same thing I told you. Yeah. Makes sense. So carry on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, um, it, it got like a limited release, but uh, as I said, Joe Bob Briggs, who saw everything in the 80s, had never heard of it. So... Then in 87, it gets released uh, to video. There's a, a few different titles. I mean, you know, the version I saw has Slasher at the beginning as the title. Yeah. Uh, there's also the title uh, Nightmare at Shadow Woods, which is horrible. That's a horrible title. That's a terrible name, yeah. Yeah, and that's also that cut has no gore in it for some reason. Oh, really? It for, yeah, it was to be shown on TV. Um, but this this is interesting because this is as as somebody like there were a lot of 80s movies i i didn't necessarily see but um as somebody who lived through the 80s i had never heard of this like i i'd never heard of this at all until a few years ago i started seeing people talking about it and it was like people were talking about it like they'd known it for years Hmm. but it really caught its audience in 2018 when it was re-released on arrow video uh as a blu-ray and I think that like people are right when they call it maybe like a hidden gem. Um, it it is something that if I had seen it in the eighties, I think I would have like a lot of positive feelings toward it because it's uh, yeah, it's silly and it's it's got it's got boobies. Like it's I, I almost liked it. like it almost has that vibe that chopping mall has where it's like, okay, this was made in the eighties, but it feels like a movie that was made retrospectively making fun of the eighties. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Kind of yeah. has that vibe to it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is a movie that I did not see until it was on the last drive in. And, um, I remember seeing it and being like, huh, that was wacky. And I didn't see it again until I watched it for the show here. Yeah, and I think you know, uh, like you know, we're going to get into it. It, it, if it had been released wider in the '80s, I think it would just have a big audience. Like people would just be like, "Yeah, remember that silly ass movie?" Um, yeah, Thanksgiving horror movie is what it just kind of yeah, would have been known be as. The really. Thanksgiving horror movie. It's which the it, one, man. Yeah, which I mean, it, it is still kind of looked at as, even though you know it doesn't have a, as much of like the. Uh, time with the audience people have latched onto and i mean you have thanks killing which people do mm-hmm. love i i think thanks killing is is a fun silly m- movie that doesn't overstay its welcome but th- this one is is definitely trying to do something uh, that was it fits in with the time because it, it's very much like uh, what if halloween but thanksgiving uh, oh and also the escaped mental patient isn't the killer yeah um, so it, <laughs> that's what's it, it, different about it right it very much seems uh, very inspired by halloween but it also seems to have elements of uh uh friday the 13th you know i i feel like betsy palmer's performance of friday the 13th probably 
had something to do with yeah. how they wrote this uh, Maddie Simmons character, played by uh, Louise Lasser, who we'll talk about in just a sec. Um, it, it seems very much like it would have fit right in in 1983. Uh, and it's, it's kind of a shame that it didn't get a wide release then. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, honestly, when I watched this the first time. This is one of those movies that I watched kind of in that, that period before we started doing the show where... Like, Kate was working a lot of either really late hours or really early hours, so I had just a lot of time, you know, late in the evenings to myself, and I'd just be like, I don't know, let's just watch whatever crap horror movie is on one of these streaming services, uh-huh. and I remember watching this movie at some point back then, so this was probably six, seven years ago, Yeah, and just thinking that it was a really fucking stupid, mindless movie, I remembered it being a lot more like Halloween, like, I forgot the whole element with the twins and all that shit and kind of, like you said, the mistaken identity of the killer. Yeah. I forgot that that was a huge aspect well, here. I, I didn't get to watch all the versions, and I wonder if the version you saw was the version that I saw, like, on, on Tubi. Like mm-hmm. I watched it on Prime. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder, because there are, you know, a, a couple of versions of it, I, and I, I wish I had gotten to see them to compare them. But yeah, I, I, I hadn't really even heard of it until the Arrow re-release um and so yeah i i I wish i had seen this a bit earlier because yeah totally man again it's not like a perfect movie we're definitely gonna get into it but it's got a lot of the elements of 80s horror movies that i love and that is like a crazy performance from the killer uh crazy performance from the mom I, i really like how how like wild they go the effects are great i i love them i'm not saying they're like amazing in the way that like you know you look at them and go oh that's definitely a severed head but it right. it's got that great 80s feel to it um you know it, the performances of of everyone aren't all as good as uh louise lasser and and mark soper so that kind of i guess because they're doing a lot and they're really trying it makes some of the other performances a little flat but i still think that it's 80s bad acting where it's still not even that bad yeah totally and it it definitely is a checklist of things you expect in an 80s slasher movie you know where it's like okay ridiculous gore over the top ass acting synth soundtrack boobs yeah uh like everything that you kind of want to see in an 80s slasher flick it does technically have all of them uh i'd say kind of the closest thing that it gives me vibes of is a movie like intruder which we mentioned earlier um in this episode but it kind of feels like intruder minus the really creative fun camera work like i feel like if if intruder didn't have all those random ass weird shots from like the trash cans perspective (laughs) the light bulbs perspective all that weird shit in that movie i think these two would feel very alike in a lot of ways but yeah this movie isn't necessarily as creative camera wise shot wise uh lighting wise like it is a fuck ugly movie steve it is a hideous looking movie benefit though i think that it doesn't need all that because it does have some complex characters it does have like some complexity going on between the uh, mother and the twins and all that. So, like, you know, because the intruder's story is is much more basic. Just Very. well, and it doesn't really make sense. Like, ooh, no, at, none. at the end, like, 
Uh, Wait, but, it does though. He's crazy about this oh, store, right, Steve. Uh, right, he's crazy about the store. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> May Stonel says now. Yeah, this this movie attempts some themes and attempts some stuff that like I'm I'm gonna get into as we're talking about it, and I, I really think like. A lot of the context, because most of us didn't see it in the 80s, and if we had seen it you know, before the era release, it wasn't like huge yet, and people weren't talking about it enough. Maybe around 2018, when people start talking about it, I think people are talking about it a little out of context. We really have to look at this for what it is. It's starring Louise Lasser, who... Um, a lot of us may not know because she she really came to fame not only in um woody allen movies in 60s and 70s but as um the star of mary hartman mary hartman which was a a uh evening soap opera that kind of was a, a satire of soap operas and she like she was famous for her performance there and so this is this is a soap opera like this is meant to evoke soap opera themes i mean mark soper himself is a soap opera actor um the element of evil twin is a soap opera element the the concept of like the shocking twist that that the mother and the son are probably fucking and definitely are fucking uh (laughs) that's very soap opera like the way she like acts on the, the melodrama yeah, yeah the melodrama of all of it it's a soap opera so this film is kind of like trafficking in like not only the tropes of horror but the tropes of soap opera and he like his silly performance is more like a soap opera idea of a killer um and her like over the top melodramatic performance like all of that just plays into that element and in a lot of ways this is a horror comedy like it's trying to be funny the like think of like the 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 stuff that's going on in the radio that like just keeps like basically making jokes about what's happening it says like an eye for an eye and a hand for a hand and then his hand gets right cut off. yeah uh also that was a line i was trying to figure out like how they were treading in this movie as i was watching it where i was like am i supposed to be laughing at yeah. this or not like there's certain yes. parts in this movie where i'm like Okay, that was definitely funny on purpose, right? Right. Like, like, you're going to hurt where, my kitty, like like the little yeah. girl, like being yeah. told, like, <laughs> stranger danger, don't let people in the house, leads to a person who's being chased by a murderer not getting the safety, etc. Like, it's all, like, supposed to be funny in, in that ways. That scene where, like... Karen encounters Todd thinking uh-huh. that he's Terry. And she's like, she's please like, fuck me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, she's like, listen, I've known you for a long time, and I really like you, and Let's fuck. I think I'd like for yeah. you to make love love to me, uh-huh. or whatever she says. Yeah. And then he's like, I've never kissed a girl before. And she's like, oh, um, you should really try it. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> like, that shit is definitely hilarious, it right? Is. Yeah. And the part where the guys are playing video games, and the uh, Andrea is like, uh, like she makes a comment about the bad old days when guys were just trying to fuck you all the time or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Like <laughs> this is a movie that's making a lot of jokes. Uh, like you know the the eighties was full. The late seventies and 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 early eighties was full of horror movies 
that were trying to make some sort of edipal comment. I mean, Psycho is the original there, but sure, like the the seventies, late seventies, and the early eighties really tried to do that a whole lot. Um, and so it's almost like a satire of that. It's almost like it's making a joke about that to the point of like excess, where this kid from the time he is a child. Uh, commits murder to get rid of his brother and her mother's lover so he has his mother all to himself and then very the moment, edible, yeah yeah the moment that someone else comes into their life that she's not marrying for love by the way like there are two uh characters in this who are trying to snag a man for financial security uh when the moment he sees him kiss his mom he snaps back into i have to eliminate everyone in her life that is getting between us like it it is it is excess like it is it is making an excessive like sort of joke about this idea of the oedipal killer like he Mm -hmm. goes to the point like he is so over the top and like silly and kind of cartoon character and the way that like he catches up with her no matter what by like always walking like it's like making fun of michael myers and jason Voorhees. it's like this very much i think is supposed to be a horror comedy that is satire of some of the things that are going on now i may be entirely wrong if i'm entirely wrong and this is serious it's weird that they chose to pick louise lasser and make it soap opera-esque and all that stuff but for sure i I think that's what they were intending well, even part of that parody aspect that you were pointing out, too, which I hadn't really considered until you brought it up earlier, was like, this is definitely also doing a role reversal in horror movies of this time period where, like, the dudes were super horny and always trying to get yeah. chicks and stuff. All and the chicks women are so them down. horny and the men are shooting them down. Yes, 100%. <laughs> we're just completely confused and inept. Uh-huh. Like that dude who is like i guess like the the american version of mr bean that's sitting on that couch and is just like oh creme de mint bill yeah yeah that's the makeup special effects makeup artist but like he he's so childlike and he's got that kind of goofy grin the whole time and like yeah he doesn't know what's going on he's got his like knees drawn up to his chin and stuff on that couch and he's so like uncomfortable and oblivious like she goes in to kiss him and he kind of like is weirded out by it and also love how she's just completely not reading the situation and is just like i'm gonna go put on some lingerie and it's like yeah that'll that'll (laughs) That'll definitely make the situation better yeah (laughs) yeah this guy who's just confused as fuck already anyway that's gonna help so here okay so uh, i i think it's doing all that i also think there's a theme throughout of anti-natalism ben which is to say that this movie seems to be saying hey a lot of people shouldn't have kids um <laughs> how you mean okay well the main person who has kids in this maddie simmons uh she uh, ends up uh in an edible relationship with her son uh and then uh, mur- kills herself when he dies uh at her hand despite the fact that she has this other son who was like framed for murder and all this stuff he's todd right Right, uh, and also the, the the woman you were just talking about has a baby. It's like a surprise baby. Like, surprise, there's a baby that, that's been here this whole time. And she, They were just on a date or something, too. Yeah, she, well, I mean, she had a, a babysitter. Oh, they had a sitter. That's yeah, right, they that's had right. the babysitter, but like it was just kind of like not even mentioned. She was just like, 
there's a baby and then the baby she when she goes to like run out and hears the baby cry she like stops and thinks for a second about whether or not she's gonna go get the baby <laughs> and like uh later karen you know saves the baby and, and and whatnot so i guess karen's supposed to be our heroine or whatever but like it does seem to be making this sort of like hey man not everybody's cut out for babies point and, and it's spe- i'm specifically thinking of how it starts with ted ramey as a condom salesman in a drive-thru theater and basically everybody in the drive-thru theater is fucking yeah uh, yeah so, yeah so this seems like out of context just like oh yeah he's just selling condoms because everybody's fucking but let me tell you i did some research ben i wanted to know why the fuck in 1983 would you show sam Ra- or ted ramey selling condoms like they're contraband and that's what i can't figure out yeah he's got him inside like a trench coat like he's selling fucking weed or something yes and so here's the thing um the first tv ad for condoms aired on a california california tv station in 1975 and it was quickly pull, pulled off the air after it was attracting national attention and people were outraged at the idea of a condom ad how dare you advocate safe sex it's disgusting yes, that is the issue condoms had been used to prevent pregnancy by married couples for a very very long time it was normal to use condoms to prevent pregnancy it was not normal to sell condoms for safe sex because that then meant you could just have sex with anybody right oh no not that gross right uh ronald reagan's uh uh surgeon general dr Everett coop wanted to push supportive of condoms when the AIDS crisis broke out and Reagan began to push abstinence only education. Yeah, that'll work. That worked right? great, didn't it? So this is happening right around the time this movie came out. Let me uh, further my point by saying that ad, ad campaign campaigns that were advertising condoms uh, were mailed out by Young's Rubber. Um, there were educational pamphlets that they were mailing out to American households and the postal service refused to like deliver them and it turned into an entire supreme court case where the supreme court determined that the postal service could not refuse to mail the material um so this was in 19 and 83 oh shit. so this movie specifically is trafficking on the conversation around condoms that is going on at the time and ted ramey selling them for to people just to have sex not to have babies is a controversial image like Hmm. they were going for something there that in context made sense but now much later it's just like why is ted ramey selling condoms in the bathroom like it's drugs wow yeah that's pretty funny yeah that, that'll is. be like one day when you have some yeah scene where some drug dealer selling somebody marijuana yeah people will be, people like, will be like i don't why? understand yeah exactly yeah, yeah so th- this how funny this is just a, an interesting time that kind of raises the remember. intelligence bar of this movie a little bit doesn't it it does i think this movie is smart i think this is a movie that knows what it is and it's it's intending to make certain points about you know uh horror and 
the melodramatic elements of horror maybe and just how you know all slashers are kind of similar and a bit silly uh and and it's not i don't think it's necessarily saying that's bad i think it's just poking fun at it which yeah is great i i like that i like when horror as a genre pokes fun at itself yeah, it's definitely taking the piss on that entire thing. It is very yeah. much like this, you know, eighties soap operas plus eighties horror get thrown in a blender and it gets spit out on Thanksgiving. And that's probably even just a commentary on the fact that yeah, we were getting Halloween, Holiday, yeah, graduation Halloween. day, right. Black Same, Christmas, yeah, Valentine's Day, etc. Yeah, all that had come out around this time. Yes. Prom night, all that shit. Yeah. This is like, I don't know, put this on fucking Thanksgiving. I don't know. That's yeah. not cranberry sauce. People get stabbed with uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, meat forks and butcher knives and think, whatever. And specifically, I think the fact that he says that's not cranberry sauce several times. It's almost Whole bunch like times. trying to make it catch on as a gimmick. Like, yeah. the way in which slashers were becoming this gimmicky thing that were, you know, it was big business. Yeah. Hmm. That's funny, man. Yeah, this movie is, is pretty all over the map, too, in terms of, like, some of the tone and everything. Like we said, sometimes it's is this funny? Is it not funny? What is with this weird, like, psychiatrist narrative that we have at the top? It kind of, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of in uh, in Phenomena, where there's just that one random bit right. of narration where it's like, and then <laughs> the she yeah. went to the to the new world at her new school or whatever, and it's like, what the fuck is this narration? It right. never comes back, and it's kind of overlaid with this very melodramatic scene of. Yeah, the mom coming to see Todd, who's been living his whole life in this psych ward or whatever, and bringing him a slice of pie, and he's like mashing it up with his hands. But then you have, it almost reminds me of like Bram Stoker's Dracula or something, where it's like, psychiatrist log, November 24th. <laughs> She's coming to see the patient. Like, yeah. what the fuck is this narration shit going on? Oh, I think a couple things there. One, soap operas use narration, obviously. That's, that's a thing. Um, but it... The actress who was supposed to play the psychiatrist didn't actually show up from New York. Uh, she just didn't show up. And so the producer stepped in to oh. play that role. And I wonder if it's possible that they shot that scene first and she just wasn't very good. And then they were like, did because, you know, later she has a, a few line readings where I'm like, ooh, that was like, that was just bad. It was a bad line reading. Uh, but she does okay in other scenes, and I'm wondering if she just kind of got better as she got more relaxed, and they were like, "Could be that shit we shot was so bad, we're just gonna have to cover it up with narration." Yeah, yeah. I think that might be it. Yeah, it could be, man. And I think there's kind of a weird possible goof, but I just don't really know in that scene where the the psychiatrist log had said that this is the first time the mom had seen Todd in ten years or something. But then later on, the mom is like, I used to go there every year and bring him a slice of pie from the grocery store. And you're like, okay, so is this the first time she's seeing this kid or not? Or is it just her being crazy? Well, yeah. I mean, that's a po it, there's obviously a possibility of it's just a mistake. Um, but I think it is her. She romanticizes things. She thinks things are more than they are. She misinterprets things. Like she lives in a kind of fantasy world in a lot of ways, um, and she's lying to herself about a lot of things too. Because she, it's not until you know that uh, Terry is dead and she knows it's Terry that's dead that she 
kind of reveals how in love with him she was Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like oh it's kind of a twist moment it's kind of like oh they were fucking i see and and it's almost like that's the moment where she's actually in reality where she's actually like she's kind of like starkly understanding what has been going on and she kills herself like she can't deal with it she can't handle it so yeah i think it's possible yeah that she just she has never come but in her mind she believes she has she has Mm -hmm. done it every year but this is the absolute first time that she's ever come seen him that last scene too that you're talking about had another funny moment in there to me when is it karen that has the baby Uh uh-huh like she just kind of been standing there by the pool this yeah. whole time watching this ridiculous melodrama right. craziness unfold and the camera just cuts to her after several minutes and she's and she's just like uh bye and just yeah. walks out she's like i'm just I, saying this kid you know and leaving. i'm done with all this <laughs> well this is weird and she yeah. just leaves it's like, i guess that's her kid now too it's like well right, all right. Yeah, that's the rule. If listen, if you're the last person who picked up a kid when the parent died, it is your kid. It's your kid now. Sorry, yep, that's how it goes, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Todd and Terry, man, are, are are twins in this. That the first part of the movie when we have them in that drive-in theater and mom and boyfriend are just like going to Bone Town in the front seat of the car with their kids in the back. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, is the first of many weird places people be fucking in this movie. But that's when we also get the kids going out of the car and finding a hatchet in somebody's truck. And yeah, Terry just like axes this fucking guy. It's a strong kid. I'll tell you that, man. Or a very yeah. sharp axe or a combo of the two. I don't know. Very sharp axe. Maybe the, the guy had like soft bones because he, Could he be does that. chop through the facial bones there. And that's pretty hardcore to imagine a pretty dense kid doing yeah he needs some milk (laughs) he He needs some milk that was the deal with that guy needs some milk and dude that entire you know framing thing that he does where i guess todd is just standing there speechless at what has happened just instantly comatose for some reason yeah yeah you instantly of course uh can't talk or explain yourself or anything yeah yeah, and all that he does is he puts the bloody axe in his brother's hand, rubs a little blood on his face. Yeah, despite and the fact like, he's he did covered it. in blood as well. Absolutely covered in blood. <laughs> and also, too, if you go and watch the scene, there's already people walking towards the kids yeah. when he does that. Yeah, like People so saw people him hand him his brother the axe and put the blood on his face. Everybody yeah. saw it. Yep. And and only only what well, I guess it's supposed to be because it's seventy four so nine years later only nine years later is the psychiatrist like I don't think he did it <laughs> <laughs> hmm maybe there's something to this yeah yeah it's ridiculous man it and also there's that naked lady that just ran out of the car dude these people getting full on naked uh-huh to bone at the drive theater hey listen that's all the clothes off i'm just saying like i am i mean drive-ins obviously still exist there are several in in east tennessee um i think they should have really been pushing hard during covid and should still be, like because the thing i lo- like don't like about movie theaters is i gotta sit in this gross ass seat like with all your clothes on with all my clothes on and i hate that and if i want to go bone town it's like everybody gets mad 
I do. Like, oh, you shouldn't be boning during Moana, well, and it's like not uh, everybody. Hey, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, no. So but they like, could have yeah. been pushing this down and dirty movie theater drive-in experience, huh? Yeah, I, I really do think though that like uh, th- this is trying to celebrate the drive-in in some way, just like this. You know, the drive-in's a place you go fuck. <laughs> you go watch a movie and fuck. Um, it is interesting. Like, I think maybe they were trying to say, like, the mother in some way invited this um, Oedipal obsession by having sex in front of them and or whatever. But, like, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like the movie is kind of trafficking very much on the good twin evil twin trope which then you know that just means he was born bad like Mm -hmm. she didn't do anything to make it happen so like when you look at it that way if that's the case then the movie is like showing her as a tragic figure like she's kind of been manipulated by terry into all of this and he Mm -hmm. he's like he's made her life this way by killing and lying and, and and whatnot but then it's also like well but she's also the adult <laughs> like she's the adult she, and it's her that's her son like she should not have ended up in a weird edible relationship with him no matter what happened so like nobody yeah. yeah no n- neither of them is in any way innocent in this it, it is interesting like the way the way that the movie is trying to you know show us um that that terry is clearly like outrageously insane i mean the first thing it shows us is everybody drinking uh wine and him drinking a big glass of milk like <laughs> the classic sign right <laughs> and as somebody who drinks a lot of milk i i i would absolutely drink a big glass of milk but i understand that other people think that's crazy so I think that was what they were going for. But he also says he doesn't drink. And I, I kind of like wondered, like, why doesn't he drink? Like, the things I could think of were he doesn't drink because he doesn't want to lose control. If he loses control, right, yeah. he might kill someone sloppily and get caught. Um, but he is pretty sloppy throughout the movie. So is that, like, is that it? Or if he loses control, he will say that he was the one who did it. But I, I think it might be that he he doesn't drink because his mother is an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> dude, I love that. That is her whole spin through the movie. Is like, yeah. oh shit, my my other son that's a crazy one broke out. I got to get fucking drunk as shit and clean yeah. house. Yeah, it, it kind of makes Terry an interesting figure if you look at it that way, because like he he is evil like there's like i guess good twin evil twin he's the evil twin but also then it makes you think like oh was she an alcoholic before because they particularly chose louise lasser and you hear her voice like she's got that hardcore i i smoke uh a pack a day and drink a, a fifth of whiskey a day voice like yeah, she was does. it setting very up recognizable from, right was it setting up from the beginning i mean we don't i i'm saying again this is a context thing i don't look at a single mother and automatically think oh she did something wrong but i think the movie is presenting a single mother as like oh you get it 
Like she fucked up in some way, which mm. is not a good thing. But I think the movie is like trafficking on the 80s assumption that a single mother has done something wrong to end up in this position because they never say like, oh, you know, when your father died or whatever. She's not a widow. She, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and the, the same later with the other mother and the baby, like she she doesn't. There's there's no like reasoning. Like she she's done, uh, she's done the dirty. Basically, she's had sex with a man she wasn't married to, and they had a baby. Yuck, right? Um, we we don't look at it in the same context, but I think it's kind of being presented in that way of like a single mother having a child out of wedlock. Oh no! So like. That opening bit, I think we're supposed to get more than we do. Because to me, it's just like, oh, she's uh, at a movie with her boyfriend, and they got horny, and the kids were asleep, and she was like, right, maybe we could, you know, <laughs> knock one out before the kids wake up. I don't think anything wrong with that, but I think the movie's maybe implying that she was, she created this situation in some way. Hmm. Yeah. Which I, I don't think now would work but in 1980s other people like i think the audience would be looking at it from that moralistic standpoint and what's interesting though is like this is definitely a movie where people who have sex get killed but it's it's not anti-sex it really seems like terry thinks that having sex with anyone but your mother is wrong hmm yeah <laughs> Like, the people he kills, when he kills Greg, he's like, bad, Greg, because Greg was having sex with a woman. But he th he has a, a clearly sexual relationship with his mother. It seemed like he thinks some way, like, he's, like, come up with some warped perception in his mind where he thinks the only person a, a, a child, a, a boy is supposed to have sex with is his mother. And well, that's what weird. I'm trying to figure out about yeah. like his entire motive. I mean, like you said, there's definitely an element of nobody can have my mom other than me, which right. is why I'm going to go kill her new boyfriend that's like the property manager or whatever here. Right. But then also when it's like, well, I guess I should murder all these people that I was friends with earlier today as well. I guess that's kind of like, well, so that way I can frame my brother and put him back behind bars or whatever that way he can never expose right. that i was the original killer all exactly. along uh -huh. the movie kind of forgets to give you a whole lot about what the real motivation is yeah it. i'm fine it with it does. <laughs> it does i mean i think what you're saying is is what the movie is wanting us to get that he's doing this sort of massacre to frame todd further and just make it so that he'll go to prison and it'll just be never thought about again and he has no uh competition for his mother it's interesting that i i'm pretty sure he kills everybody basically with the first swipe except for the guy who was with his mom like he cuts off his hand first it's mm -hmm. almost like a because that was the hand that touched his mom type of thing like mm. he, he really put like i guess in a way tortures him whereas everybody else the the first blow is meant to kill yeah, and those kills are pretty good in this, they man. Are. Definitely yeah. the high point of the movie. Like, the, the gore effects in this, you know, you mentioned earlier, they're not exactly realistic looking. Like, you right. look at them and you're like, oh, these are effects. But they have this, I don't know, there's like a certain appeal to me yeah. about 80s effects where you know what you're looking at is fake for fucking sure. Yeah. 
but it has its own kind of flavor. It's almost like what we talked about, about 8-bit graphics, like pixel art. Like, yeah. It looks that way for a reason. That's part of the style. This movie definitely gives me that vibe. And like, whenever you get like the yeah the split down the middle head of the guy that's just full oh, of goo, man. it looks like. Yeah. The psychiatrist lady that gets cut in half and it's still kind of twitching. The hand mm-hmm. gets cut off with the beer in yeah, it and it's also moving. still kind of twitching. Yeah. It's all pretty fucking cool to me, man. I agree. I think it's great. I, I, I like it. I mean, it's the same special effects artist that worked on Sleepaway Camp. And I think you shit. can tell. So, like, yeah. you know, you, you look at the uh, the kid that has, like, the snake crawl out of his mouth. When that happens, think of that head. Like, yeah, it doesn't look exactly like a real head. But it's a, it's got an aesthetic that works for me. So, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that um, the effects... You know the 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 head just dangling down. Bill, that that was the effects artist himself playing Bill. Uh, nice. The head just kind of dangling down there was his head, and like it's good. I mean, it's not. It doesn't look like you'd be convinced it was a real head, but they it looks killed fucking that man, awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, it looks fucking awesome. That's the thing yeah. about it. Again, it's just good eighties gore to me. Yes. Yeah. And they're and they're well paced too. Like it's not like one of those movies where all the kills happen in the last 5 minutes. Like they're no, pretty yeah, well yeah. paced out through the movie. Yeah, cuz like yeah, we get we get the first kill, which is, you know, an inciting kill. You're going to get that with almost any 80s slasher. Catch it to the face. Right, yeah. Uh but then the our next kill is is uh Brad, the um Maddie's uh, fiance. So yeah, yeah. He gets his hand chopped off. He gets his head not only chopped off his body, but also split down the middle. Um, again, just Terry hated that guy. Uh, and then, yeah, the next one would be the psychiatrist, which is a little bit after. Then the next one, a little bit after, is the is the guy who worked at the mental institution that had the tranquilizer gun yeah you're right it does get kind of spread out enough to keep you interested even though some of the scenes in between are kind of boring like you got a couple guys playing video games or whatever like that scene lasts a while yeah there's kind of all this like oh my god the killer is coming everybody get ready and then some people just kind of forget about that and start fucking off and doing their own thing for a while (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i think that it yeah the pacing is good we're talking about a movie that i think is about 82 minutes yeah about 82 minutes the credits are kind of long so it's 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 a pretty short movie gets to the point pretty quickly you're not i'm not mad at it yeah the pacing's fine by me and then that last like chase scene is is, i think it's intentionally ridiculous like no matter what she does he catches up and he's just lazily traipsing along like it keeps showing us like that he doesn't care about this just how like lackadaisical he is like she she's at the side of the pool and he just gets out on the diving board and he's just like hi that's like the most crazy he is to me the moment when he's like he could have easily killed her yeah he he just gets on the diving board and is like hey what's up it's almost very like looney tunes yeah it's cartoony in a lot of ways yeah absolutely i i love that about it It, it's fun there at the end i think the soundtrack stuff is also oh man yeah so this uh the soundtrack goes hard <laughs> it, yeah <laughs> it, it does not let you think that this is a like 80 minutes uh 80s slasher uh, it is what's his name fucking richard einhorn 
He also worked on The Prowler and Don't Go in the House, which both oh, yeah. have soundtracks that go hard as fuck. Yeah, pretty over the top. There's a lot of like really intense, very John Carpenter influenced yeah. stuff in oh, here. Yes. Well, and that's definite, right? Like he's doing Carpenter in this. There are oh, moments yeah. when he is aping Halloween, which is what makes me think even more that this is supposed to be in some way satire on the slashers that have come out up to this point like exemplified by halloween yeah exemplified by halloween yeah absolutely i'm like 90 percent sure of this that the the drum machine that they used through a lot of the soundtrack is a lin drum machine l-i-n-n and that name might not mean anything to you but dude go back and listen to the parts of the soundtrack that are very drum heavy mm-hmm. and you'll recognize it as being all the drum sounds that prince used on like purple rain and shit oh, it was all okay. this lin drum machine if you listen especially to like the kick drum and like the clap sound effects it is dead on like the top of um like computer blue and songs like that i I'm 90% sure it's all Lin Drum stuff. So it's just okay. very fucking picture-perfect 80s shit to me. It's like I heard that kick, and I'm like, that's the fucking Purple Rain kick for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I I would not have noticed that. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, man. This movie, dude, it's it's fun. Like, it is mm-hmm. not any kind of, like, great fucking masterpiece oh, no. of horror. It's no. not scary whatsoever no, at yeah. all. No, it's. I don't think it's meant to be. It doesn't even go for a ton of jump scares or anything. Yeah, everything is, like, lit for the camera. Yep. There's no, mm-hmm. like, darkness. There's no stalking in the shadows. Nope. It's all, like, very well lit, very in-your-face, hideous framing. Everything is in focus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is a it is an unattractive movie. But like you said, that might be kind of aping that that soap style. I, th- I, mean, I think there are definitely some great shots that prove the director knew what he was doing, that proved that when it doesn't necessarily feel like he knew what he was doing he was doing that on purpose like the the machete shot when like you get that shot that he's like on the side of the frame with the bloody machete kind of hanging and she the the psychiatrist is out of focus off to the uh left of the screen Mm -hmm. great shot uh the shot where he's like walking and just kind of like uh uh, walking with the machete and all you see is the shadow of him like great shots like there are several times where it's like the director proved i know how i know what this should look like etc and other times where yeah it's, it feels like a soap opera which again it's just it's supposed to i think and then there's other times in the movie where there's just blatant mistakes that i can't sure. help but wonder about <laughs> yeah. like yeah. there's a couple of parts in there where people are out in the woods and you can totally see somebody in the background like step into frame right think twice and then leave like just a shadow <laughs> of a person somewhere well, in the back here's the thing is the woods that they shot is uh the campus of the university of central florida <laughs> it's not the oh woods. really yeah <laughs> holy shit yeah so yeah that's probably just you know low budget stuff and they didn't they didn't notice it when it happened they didn't have the money to go back and reshoot it so just yeah yeah gotta go yeah just leave it i love when you can see uh terry gets in the shower to wash that blood off and Uh you know that they only intended to show him from like the waist up right then they ended up getting a little bit of him from the waist down and Uh he's like fucking wearing jeans in the shower all right no okay all right here's the thing that may be a mistake but i think also that's just psycho shit, right? <laughs> he take he's a shower so, in his jeans. He take a shower in his jeans. He's insane. 
and do yeah. the stand-ins whenever the twins are fighting at the end of the movie. <laughs> well, the stand okay, the the wig they got for Terry kind of works. The guy they have standing in is not as tall and has like broader shoulders or whatever. It's kind of obvious. Definitely. But the wig they got for Terry doesn't even kind of look like his hair. Not even close. <laughs> not even remotely. No. Yeah. I I think like the fact that that happened to me all again i may be like just reaching with all this soap opera stuff but i feel like when you're star of your movie the person giving everything in the performance and doing her traditional thing of having a mental breakdown louise lasser was in a a a, a soap opera that was like satirizing soap opera it's almost like an immediate signal like that's what we're doing here's the main guy he's also in a soap opera like it seems so clear that's what they're doing so like everything i'm trying to find as like a problem i keep going like actually that feels like it's probably working with the soap opera satire or the slasher satire like i can't really complain about a lot of those things i think it still fits but I, I like I'm it's not like I'm sitting down watching this movie and being like this is fucking gold but doing a little research I I, I gathered a lot more appreciation for some of the things that I thought maybe weren't good well even just like that generic ass original title of the movie right slasher, slasher. yeah yeah it's 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 generic as fuck but it seems like it's indicating hey we're making fun of slashers right <laughs> like get it yeah slasher yeah. that's what we're going yeah. to call it you know yeah, yeah it's like completely uncreative because it is just a commentary on what it's showing you right, right. here yeah so yeah it's the, by the, no means a great movie no. it's not one of those ones that i'm like oh this is one of the greatest slashers ever it's not like something like like even like a movie like sleepaway camp which we love on this show oh, yeah, where it's like it. yeah you can watch it as 80s cheese if you want to Absolutely. or go really down the rabbit hole and look at all the crazy gender politics and sexual politics and stuff in that movie as we did on our episode Uh this isn't at that level this is a lot more stripped down simple making fun of typical you know genres of over dramatic shit and taking place on thanksgiving it does what it was supposed to do you know Uh uh-huh yeah and and that you know it, it really nails i think some of the things it's going for it also has some issues but like i do just wonder why Lighten couldn't get distribution because sleepaway camp you know it's it's one of those movies that maybe people don't look back on the same way they do with friday 13th or nightmare on elm street as like movies everybody saw but sleepaway camp made money in the theater and i just feel like this would have made money in the theater people would have gone and seen it and they would have been like remember how this happened or that happened and it kind of would have caught on as a, as a video rental type of movie and definitely would have had like a cult classic vibe to this point and i, I mean i think that's what people are trying to do now where people are really appreciating it for what it is and what it would have been back in the day if we had seen it sure yeah it's, well, it's, it's definitely the best Thanksgiving slasher Absolutely. I've seen all year. You're not going to you know? find a better Thanksgiving slasher than Blood Rage currently. I think so. As of now. As of yeah. now. But of course, that could change in the future. Uh, you ready to slap a rating on this, son, bitch? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 
you know, I, I, it's not the most amazing movie you're ever going to see. Uh, but I'm very entertained by it, and I think it was doing some interesting stuff. I'm maybe making a lot of logical leaps off of uh, lack of information, but that's the fun thing about lack of information. Everybody gets to make logical leaps. And so I think with my logical leaps, it very much is, is doing what it's trying to do, which is fun. Um, it's not amazing. I still like it. I would say, to me, it's probably right around there in the middle range. Like, I'm going to give it a five and a half just for level yeah. of enjoyment. Yeah. That's about where I am with it, too. I'm going to sell it five and a half. Like, I would mm-hmm. put a movie like, like Intruder over this in terms of just being really creative and ridiculous with the kills. Right. Like, I think they, they probably could have gone harder in yes. yeah. making these themed kills, like, really Thanksgiving He used really a lot of implements, but they didn't yeah. really, like, go along with the theme. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, put a turkey on somebody's head. Do something. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? He did use a turkey, like, the roast, or the, the carving fork. But other yeah. than that, it was mostly machete, et cetera. Like, yeah, it, it needed more of that, I think. Yeah, I think so. But I'm, I'm with you. Five and a half seems like a pretty adequate rating for me on this one. Definitely a good one to watch. Every other Thanksgiving, maybe Thanksgiving on leap years, you know? Maybe it's one of those. <laughs> Could be like that. Yeah, every, every other thing, or every four years, excluding a year that ends in zero. Or yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yep. So let us know what you guys think about this flick over on our social media accounts. Our Facebook group is the best place to hang out on that godforsaken website. But you guys can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and Patreon where you can give us cash money. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get to hear our Patreon exclusive episodes, which I I swear more are coming. Uh, I did just tell you, however, that all of our stuff is delayed until December six so we've um, been kind of busy <laughs> yeah i w- we could absolutely record an, an episode if we had more than one mic right now but not you're not going to happen until december so sorry about that for all the patrons but there are a ton of of patreon exclusive episodes to listen to but if you become a patron on a five dollar level you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl and then we draw from that smoking bowl and then we cover the movie that we drew from the smoking bowl which we're going to do next week so pay attention to our social media to find out what we're covering next week uh, yeah stay tuned to our social media accounts to find out what next week's episode is going to be i hope everybody out there is having a happy toyota thon or if mm-hmm. you choose to celebrate the honda days you know good for you <laughs> It's, Happy Honda days. That is a religious choice, though, yeah. Toyota it is, and, Honda uh, days, you know, yeah. It's a free country. You're able to do whichever <laughs> one you wish. Hope everybody out there is having a good one, and we'll catch up with you guys next week on the next installment of Dead and Lovely. Thanks so much for listening. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been Dead Lovely. Bye. Bye. All right, Steve, let me ask you if you've ever done this before. Have you ever smoked drugs and then started having deep thoughts? Yep, yep. Um, daily? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, regular occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> Not just me. Good to know. Nope. Well, the other day, I had uh, I had smoked some drugs, and I started going down a journey to the center of the mind. And I'll tell you what. 
I found some wild shit in there, Steve. <laughs> Let's hear it. Dig this. Okay. Okay. When I was a really little kid, I'm talking like three, four years old, uh-huh. my mom would show me baby pictures of me, like right after I was born and stuff, and I would look at those pictures and I'd go, that's not me. I was never a baby. Okay. I've mentioned this, I believe, on the show before. I just Yeah, you have. I, I was uh-huh. never convinced that I was born or was a baby ever. Because as far as I remembered, I just existed. I don't remember being a baby, I suppose, was my, okay. my logic there. Uh-huh. But here's what I got to thinking about. What if I was right? Oh, shit. What if the simulation started with me already, like, age four? And you know how they say that, like... <laughs> Like, little kids are born with all kinds of, like, you know, uh-huh. uh, forbidden knowledge and shit that you forget as you get older and stuff. Right. Like, they can see beyond the veil because they're course. new little spirits or whatever. Sure. What if that was the case? Like, what if I just showed up and I was like, oh, no, none of this is real. I, that's not a picture of me as a baby. I was never born. This just started. What if I was right? Right. Uh, ben, I'll tell you this right now. I have had this exact same thought <laughs> as I was uh, a little adult man. When I was a kid. You were thinking, maybe Ben was never born. You were thinking this too? I thought several times, maybe Ben was never born. Like Long before I met you, when I met you, I was like, that guy was never born. For sure. <laughs> this is him. This is the never born Ben that I was <laughs> thinking about my whole life. Ben. I had drawn pictures for years of never born Ben. People would be like, who's this that friend sounds of like yours? A, <laughs> that's definitely like the next, Blum, next Blumhouse movie, right? Never right, born, never born ben. ben, for sure. <laughs> Kids just draw pictures of him like crazy. Who is Holy he? Shit, that, that has to have been a premise of a movie, right? Like Probably, an aborted, yeah. aborted fetus that haunts people. Okay. Never, bo- never born Ben. <laughs> Okay, that could be. Yeah, that sounds legit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you had this thought too? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as as a kid, I absolutely thought like, well, I, I didn't think I was never a baby. Uh, I I did like only want to like interact with adults for a long time and stuff. Though I didn't like other kids because I thought like they're I they're too immature for me. Mm-hmm, Mature mm-hmm. man. The baby. <laughs> Bunch of squares. I get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Somebody convinced me I'm wrong. I don't I don't think there's anybody that can tell me I'm wrong about it though. Yeah, no, listen, I wasn't there when you were born. I haven't seen the pictures you claim to have seen. You may be lying mm-hmm. to me. Maybe there were no baby pictures. Oh shit. <laughs> I gotta check the family albums now, damn. All right. <laughs> you go back and you just look and you're like, they're not there. And then you look over on your left arm and it just says, Don't trust her lies. What? <laughs> oh shit. 